All right, welcome everyone to this new uh, episode in Hernan's English Classroom, the show where we dive, the show, sorry, where we dive deep into the world of English as a second language. Today, I'm teacher Hernan, as you all know, and today we have a special treat for you. We'll be talking to an experienced ESL teacher from Bogota, Colombia, his teacher Fabian. He's going to give us some tips and insights on pronunciation, vocabulary, online teaching, and what it takes to become fluent in English, guys. So grab your notebooks and let's get started. What's up, Fabian? How are you doing today in a bank holiday in Colombia? Uh, pretty good. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here, and I'm really glad that I can continue to share uh, some of the experience that I have acquired over the years. Oh, no, no. The pleasure is ours. All the audience here, we're all focused on you. We were seeing your, or we saw, saw your videos and, and we were impressed with them. So here we are, Fabian. Let's start with pronunciation. All right. So I know you have shared some tips for English learners. Can you tell us more about these tips? Why they are so important for mastering the English language? The ones, you, you have plenty of them on your Instagram account. So. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for all the for all the compliments, first of all. Um, regarding pronunciation, I think you mentioned something that's very important and uh, is that people should focus first on pronouncing correctly, on pronouncing not so much on their accent, which is a very different, you know, field and uh, uh, a lot of different tips and details, but for first on their pronunciation. So, Uh, there are a lot of words that we cannot afford to mispronounce. Let me give you an example. When we pronounce the word, for example, comfortable or literature or words that have uh, silent sounds, like, for example, walk and talk and should. So we should focus uh, or the word focus, for example, Um, is a is a word that a lot of people mispronounce. So we should we should um, focus on these words that are very easy to pronounce. I mean, it doesn't take much to pronounce walk or should or talk where there are uh, silent letters. Uh, we should focus on these words, and this is only about pronunciation. Not not to my, not not. Uh, I'm not talking about links. I'm not talking about. Um, pronouncing it with a British accent, with an American accent, with an Australian accent, but we should only, at the beginning, focus on pronouncing the T's correctly, the D's correctly, the L's correctly, and this doesn't take much. This only takes a little bit of attention, and uh, right now, people have a lot of resources, a lot of resources to uh, acquire These, uh, this correct pronunciation. Back in my day, there wasn't much. You know, there were just like cassette tapes and listen to them over and over. And it was more difficult. But right now, people have access to uh, the phonetic symbols. They have dictionaries. They have uh, apps in their phones. They have uh, a lot of different websites where uh, people can just listen and practice and they can even correct your pronunciation so it's it's that's that's the first step you know focus on those words that uh have a particular feature for example the word i don't know uh 
a simple example, walk. Okay, walk. So if we start with a few words, uh, you know, in about uh, a month or two months or three months or four months, their pronunciation will be much better. You know, people think that progress is uh, a level, you know, from A1 to A2 to B1. No, I think progress is in the small things. If yesterday I was mispronouncing a word and today I'm pronouncing it better and the same happens to one or two or three words, that's progress. So my English is going to be better uh, very, very shortly. That's, uh, well, some of the tips I can, I can give regarding pronunciation. Absolutely, Fabian. They, they are very important. I, I also think your accent is not that important, but the correct, the correct way of saying words, it is important because we have, for example, we have the minimal pairs and we have we must we must make the difference. For example, if we have peach or pitch, we have mm -hmm. to make the difference between the eye, the, the long eye and the short eye sound. So I totally agree with you. Um, how about expanding vocabulary? I know that's crucial. It's a crucial aspect of language learning. What advice do you have for students who want to build their English vocabulary? Well, very, very, very good. That's a very interesting question, uh, especially when you are in a country where English is not the official language. You know, uh, this is not an English-speaking country. So many times people don't have access to uh, their everyday conversation. So this kind of a hinders their, their, their progress in English. So they need to find the tools, they need to find a way of expanding their vocabulary range on their own. So uh, people like to, uh, to watch TV series, other people like to read, other people like to uh, listen to music. So I think that should be the first step. The first step should be, Finding that that allows them to be connected, something that motivates them to continue, whether it is a movie or a TV series or a book or an audio. Uh, I mean, if it's music, whatever keeps them going, that way they can guarantee that they're going to be motivated throughout their process. In my case, I, I like, for example, to watch. I love uh, TV series more than movies. So whenever I want to expand my vocabulary, I'm going to tell you what I what I have done, because you know we we continue to learn. We don't know everything. We still have a lot to learn. So let me give you an example. Last time I I, I was watching, for example, a TV series called This Is Us, which is based on on real life. And so I just make a decision. You know, I sit down in front of my screen. And I make a decision and I say, okay, what am I going to do? Am I really going to enjoy the show or could I use this episode to enjoy it, enjoy it, and at the same time, learn something? So I said, okay, now this time I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to watch it. You know, I'm not going to pay attention to anything, no subtitles, nothing. I'm just going to watch the entire 45-minute episode and that's it. But the next one. I say, okay, this time I'm going to watch it, but at the same time, I'm going to take this opportunity to learn a few expressions, maybe about places, maybe about characteristics of people, maybe about greetings, uh, whatever it is. So what I do is I sit down, uh, I start to watch, and then the second I see an expression, uh, 
that could be interesting, I pause the video. I pause the episode. I look it up in a dictionary. I decide whether it is part of my personality, part of part of my use, if I'm, I'm really going to, to use it. Because, you know, we need to find the words that uh, we are going to use that are part of our our personality. Um, let me give you an example. I see, for example, bummer. I heard the expression bummer one day, and I say, what is that? what is that, man? Bummer. Do people really use that? M u m m e r. And then I said, I need to find out whether it is something people use or not, whether it's too informal or too formal. And after doing that small uh, research, I say, yes, I think I would like to use that expression and I want to recognize it if somebody uses it. So that's when the second step comes into place. I grab a piece of paper or my iPad or my tablet or whatever I write down on and I, I draw two columns, right? I, I like to call it the two columns. So I have the column on the left, I like to call it the what is. And I'm going to include bummer. I say what is bummer. And on the other, and on the other side, it depends. If it's if there's like a very clear synonym to this word, I can write it in English. But if it's hard to uh, remember its meaning just by with a synonym, I prefer to write it in Spanish. And I write. Uh, I write the second column. In the second column, I include the translation in Spanish. And uh, later, maybe a week later or two weeks later, I um, I keep those notes on this piece of paper or I can take it to an Excel sheet or my cell phone, an app that allows me to constantly check this vocabulary. And I I randomly check the words. So sometimes... I, I check this. I check the the information that is on the left, and I ask myself, "What is bummer?" Oh my God, I don't remember what that is. I remember I saw that word, but but if I check it constantly, I will be able to recognize it. And later, I check the information that's on the left, you know, and then I I I, I say, "How do you say?" That is the name of the second column. How do you say? Then I check the word in Spanish, and I ask myself, "Hey, Fabian." How do you say, sorry about the, the word, mamera? Yes. How do, yeah. we, how do you say that? It's, oh, yes, I remember. I saw it on This Is Us, and it's people just say bummer. What a bummer. Yes. And that way, I keep myself, uh, you know, active learning these expressions because if I just see them and I don't do anything about them, I won't be able to remember them later. I can guarantee you that, oh, yes, I saw that word. I saw that expression. But if I don't check them constantly, I won't be able to remember them unless I use them on an everyday basis. That's kind of the tip I can give people for uh, their pronunciation. Their vocabulary. Very good. Very I'm sorry, good. their vocabulary. Yes, thank you. Very good, Teacher Fabian. Here we are with Teacher Fabian today. Remember, guys, thanks for tuning in. We have people on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We are all over the social media right now. This is uh, Teacher Fabian. He's giving us tips for pronunciation, uh, tips for vocabulary, and, of course, tips for learning English, which is the most. So, again, guys, thanks for tuning in today. 
Um, Fabian, we have another question. A big concern for students is uh, how to retain. And I think I, and I think this is linked to what you just said and what, and what you were just speaking about, but how to retain vocabulary because they can make a list, they can do a whole bunch of strategies, but at the end, when it comes the time to speak, they come, when it comes the time to use the words, they just forget, they go blank. So how, what would be a good tip that you can give us to retain vocabulary, vocabulary retention? Do, we, do you know any statistics about how many times do we have to use the words in order to keep it in our minds? Do we have the statistics? I don't know. The mic is yours, man. Thank you very much, Erico. So I'm, I'm taking notes here. Um, let me just check. Okay, very well. That's a very good question because I think that, you know, at one point or another, we all have been in the same boat. All of us who are trying to learn a language, whether it is English or French or Italian or German, you name it, uh, we all have been there. And okay, so the first step, the first step is high exposure, high exposure. When we learn a word, when we learn an expression, uh, the, the word or the expression will remain in our brains for some time. It's like, let me put it this way, it's like when you buy a new car, all right? You buy a new car and you think that your car is a novelty, that very few people have the same kind of car you bought. But what happens, you know, the, the, the day you buy your car, the following day, you're going, you're going to start to see that many more people have the same kind of car you, you have right now, all right? And you didn't see that before. That's because your attention has changed. You can see that, oh my God, look, that's just like my car in that one, in that one, in that one. So that happens when in languages, when you have a high exposure to the language. What I mean is you learn an expression today, a new word, a new verb, a new phrasal verb, a new idiom, whatever it is, the more exposure you have to the language, the greater or the higher are the chances of finding and and hearing and seeing and those words or the, those expressions again. But if you learn an expression today, for example, you took your course today or you um, saw something on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok that you thought it was interesting, then you forget about it for three, four, five days, and then you start again the chances of finding uh, these expressions are going to be lower. So if you're connected, even if it's for short periods of time, you don't have to be connected like all day long, 24 seven, no. But if today, you know, you're checking your your Instagram, okay? And one of, the, um, one of these uh, teachers that are online sharing their knowledge, they gave you a very nice tip and you are connected to uh to, to english for example something i like to do something i personally like to do is i listen to a radio station uh that i think they're based in minnesota the name is uh um, my talk 1071 and i like it because they just talk they don't talk about the you know it's not cnn it's not the new york times no they just talk man they just talk about health pets 
schools, transportation, uh, celebrities sometimes. So as I am cooking, as I am tidying up, as I am doing whatever I'm doing when I'm not in class, I listen to these guys, you know, and I listen to these guys. And very often, you're not going to believe it, very often they're using the words that at some point I have learned. And that keeps me going. That that gives me motivation. But like, oh, I remember that, you know? <laughs> if I hadn't, if I weren't exposing myself to these kind of shows on a daily basis, the probability of hearing those expressions would be much lower. You know, then in the evening, when I go to bed, I say, okay, I'm going to watch 30 minutes of my TV show, whether it's Breaking Bad or This Is Us or something that is you know, criminal law, whatever it is that you like, that you like, that you feel motivated to do, not just forced to do it, but something that you like, I'm sure that sooner or later, you're going to start um, finding these expressions. I have, I have a, currently, I have a student who lives in Florida, and, and this person is, um, she, she's surrounded by an, by an American family, but she is from Colombia, right? Right. Okay um we started the we, we started our lessons and then she told me look fabian uh, my english is not bad but sometimes i feel like my english is like at a very at a, at a lower level than theirs and i told her of course because they're native speakers they will use their their language unconsciously you know they're very natural about it so we decided or we we defined that uh, this this natural approach to the language had to be the focus of our sessions. So when I started teaching her, you know, teaching her these natural expressions, he was like, oh my God, I have never heard that, you know? And then one, and then another, and then another, and then another. And it was really grateful. It was really gratifying to hear her feedback later. Say, like, Fabian, every time we start talking about something, I begin to, to, to hear it in my everyday conversations with my family. Now I, I hear them and they say, oh, this is what we're seeing in class. You know, I thought this was like a dictionary expression that I was never able, uh, I was never going to be able to use. But turns out that whenever she learns something, she puts it to practice and she is more aware of what she is listening to during the, you know, family reunions or parties or barbecues, whatever. She is beginning to adopt this, even though, I mean, in spite of living there, uh, she was only accustomed to using a very limited amount of words. But now that she has started to work with me, she feels more confident. She learns expressions and she uses those expressions and she hears those expressions. So she has been able to create a very nice circle. And this circle is the one we all have to try to create obviously everyone with their own conditions you know in, in their in their apartments in their jobs with their resources with their habits with their books with their uh, spotify list with podcasts podcasts yeah. are a great resource so everyone uh just 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 to wrap up this idea everyone should find those resources uh that motivates them and uh, increase the level of exposure to the language. That way, they also increase the probability of finding these words and expressions that they have been learning.
A hundred percent. Yes, that's <clears throat> sorry. Now that's the key. The key is to just use the language. We have a saying. I don't know if 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 you. I'm pretty sure you have heard of it. But we have a saying here in Ireland, and it's that English you use it or lose it. Oh yeah. You have no other option. And, yeah. And that's what I. That's what I. That's what I say to my students. I mean, like they want to become fluent in English. They want to become native, which is now positive because we're not natives. But they want to become fluent, but they don't use it every day. How can they become fluent if they don't use it every day? I mean, the Spanish we have, the level of Spanish we have, we have it thanks to the fact that we have been speaking it, we've spoken it every day in our lives. So that we have to do the same thing when it comes to English in order to in order to achieve the goals. All right, Fabian. So we've spoke, we've talked about um speaking and vocabulary but now what are some effective techniques you can give us to improve listening comprehension in english okay very well um in that regard um i think there are like some uh, misconceptions you know about listening mm, and that's pretty much what i tell my students when it comes to listening uh they ask me Fabian, uh, should I or should I not uh, activate the subtitles when I watch a TV series? And I say, okay, so what's your goal? What do you want? To, what do you want to achieve? And they tell me, well, I, I want to uh, improve my listening skills. And I say, well, life doesn't have subtitles, you know? So if you want to uh compare the way something is pronounced with the way it's written activate the subtitles if you want to acquire one or two expressions during a, a tv show activate the subtitles if you want to get the details of a conversation in a in, in a movie that would that that is considered like very demanding in terms of english you know the type of movies like i don't know sherlock holmes uh where the details are like the key to understanding the mystery activate the subtitles okay but if your goal is improving your listening and you are really going to try to take your listening to the next level do not activate the subtitles you can activate the subtitles you can turn on the subtitles for some different purposes you know you know that listening listening is not a hundred percent the responsibility of our ears i mean it's not a hundred percent listening but it's a mix of a lot of things it's a mix of vocabulary obviously it's um it's a result of, of grammar because grammar is you know also involved in this process and listening in my opinion is a skill it's not about knowledge or it's not only about knowledge, but it's also about skill. It's a skill, and a skill is something that you have, you get, or something you develop by by practicing by practicing it. Let me get let me let me tell you this. It's like um, you read a book on how to drive, and you and you get like all the t what do, what you have to do with your right hand, what to do with your feet, and you already know what to do, so you have the knowledge. You have the knowledge. Now you get in the car and drive. I guarantee you it's not gonna be the same. 
because this requires practice. It, it's a skill that you develop over time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen uh, today. I, I finished my, I completed my course. I completed my book. And the next day I'm just going to go and drive through the city. No, that doesn't happen. That's step by step. And it, it, you need to develop also confidence and you're going to have a few, a few inconveniences on the way, but it's something that requires practice. I think listening is something like that, you know? It requires knowledge on the one hand, but it requires the skill on the other one. It's a mix, it's a mix. And we need to learn to be patient with ourselves. It's like I played it once, like, oh my God, that's too hard. I'm just gonna skip it. No, you, why don't you listen to that over, you know, try to understand what the context is, Try to focus, for example, why don't you listen for the main idea first? You know, let that be your first goal. Listen for the main idea, whatever it is. If it's a, a, a listening exercise in a book or maybe something on YouTube or maybe something on, a, a, on TV or on a podcast, why don't you listen for the main idea first? And then if it's like 40 minutes, okay, it's a long time, but take five minutes. And try to listen for the same the same uh, piece of information, but in detail. Sit down, try to understand the word for word, not for the purposes of understanding, but for the purpose of for the purposes of practicing. Like, okay, yes, I got the main idea, but I I, I missed some details. Why don't you do the same activity you just did, and listen for for the words for the links for the expressions uh, and try, obviously this depends on your level. You know, there are people who are beginning, there are people who, people who are intermediate learners and there are people who are advanced. Everyone can always improve their listening skills. You know, everyone can, can, can do that. When you start, when you're a, a beginner, obviously this process should be a little bit more gradual. Try to choose material that has been designed for beginners, you know, there are two types of listening is academic and non-academic. Academic has been designed by levels, professional speakers with very nice voices. This is going to be very easy, but that's the idea, you know, to take it up a notch every time until you can go to the, to the other side, which is the real life real shows, real interviews, real conversations, but start from the beginning and try to uh, gradually increase the level of difficulty. If you feel that this works for you, all right, do it. If you feel that that by, because it happens to me, man, I, I'm, I'm 46 years old now, and I, and I talk to people, these are new generations, people who have learned English just by watching movies, just by uh, by listening to music that you know it's kind of hard honestly speaking is hard for me to believe because i learned the old way you know without internet without all of these tools that people have right now so sometimes i t i tend to be old school but i understand that right now people have a lot of apps they have a very a much higher exposure to english than that probably you and I did when we were kids, you know? Yeah. So they should take advantage of all the TV shows. They, they can change, they can switch channels, um, sorry, switch languages in their TVs, 
So if um, if I like uh, something, uh, I don't know, like uh, Criminal Minds, you know, and they can watch it in English or in Spanish, they, they can, they have a lot of tools. They should really take advantage of those tools and uh, do it with a purpose. Do it more consciously. It's not just sitting there and waiting for the miracle to happen. No, this is too hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it down, you know, a little bit. This is too easy for me. I'm going to take it up a little and try to keep those things in mind, whether it is academic, non-academic, if they're going to listen for the main idea, or if, you're, if they're going to go into the details, why not taking a dictation sometimes? So it all depends on their levels and on their goals, which is very important to keep in mind before beginning to listen to anything. A hundred percent. So again, is the amount of time we listen to. Do you have do you have a suggestion? Like I normally tell them, uh, according to the comprehensible input theory, I normally I normally suggest uh, two hours will be ideal, two hours, but at least half an hour every day with a purpose, with a goal. And it's just as easy as you were saying before, as I'm cooking, go go on and play the podcast, your favorite podcast your favorite, uh, I don't know, radio station, your favorite series, whatever, whatever you want, your favorite tutorial, anything you want, anything. But I, I, my suggestion is always try to narrow the topics. If you're listening to podcasts, I don't know, financial podcasts most of the time, so you can narrow the topics and that way you will be exposed to the same type of vocabulary over and over, day by day you will i can guarantee you you will see results at the end of the at the end of the path but do you have you have do you have another suggestion in terms of i i couldn't agree more it's hard to say like the number of minutes or hours that people should be exposed in my in my opinion that should be exposed to uh to english but what i do agree with uh is the fact that the <clears throat> i mean listening to something, let's say, for example, on Monday, you know, listening to uh, five, a five-hour show on Monday and then just forgetting about my English on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. and then getting back to, uh, to listening to something on Saturday doesn't have the same results as keeping, like you said, at least 30 minutes uh, every day, being very constant. And I mean, we need to, we need to, we need to know what we're doing. Sometimes we have the time to listen, which is, you know, with attention. And sometimes we just don't have the time to do that. So at least try to hear, hear something in English. It does like in the background while you're doing something else. And when you have the time, well, sit down and listen to something with a purpose. Okay. Okay. Today I'm going to, um, to try to explore a little bit of, uh, I don't know, drama in life, you know, drama. There are many TV shows that are uh, talk about drama and uh, there are breakups and they cry. And, and there are other shows where they talk about like um, uh, some, some, some sort of uh, crime. So I don't know, you can see people trying to smuggle things into countries at airports. It's a very different field. Other times uh, they talk about how to mow your lawn and more effectively so they will talk about machines something we don't we don't and that way you begin to explore different topics try to divide them for example like you said you know by weeks so this week 
I'm going to try to listen to something uh, along the same lines every single day for 30 minutes. You you choose. It's like a diet. To me, to me, this is like a diet, man. A diet doesn't work if you do it, you know, on occasions. Like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to be on a diet, but on Tuesday, I'm no. just going to, no, no, no. It doesn't I'm work. I'm going to take all the calories I didn't take on Monday. Like. Exactly. It doesn't, either you are on a diet or you are not. You know, you try to enjoy your diet and that way it's going to be easier for you. So languages is pretty much the same. You're going to, you're not going to, um, you're not going to learn if you are forced, you know, to listen to something that's boring, that's slow, that it really doesn't interest you. Try to find, uh, it's like two birds with one stone, man. You like it, you have fun. And you're learning, you know, it's, it's, a, it's like a, like the perfect mix. And right now you can find that, like I said, back in, back in the day, in the nineties, man, it was hard to find what I liked. Yeah. I, 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 I used what I had on hand, but I, I didn't have many resources. So it's important to find that and make it, make it, um, make it a point, you know, to be very, very frequent. If it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, well, that depends on your availability, on your occupations, on the things you have to do. If it's a, you're a family guy or if you're a student, whatever it is, but try to guarantee that 30 minutes, morning, afternoon, or evening, you, you know, it all depends on you. A hundred percent. All right, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I, we are about to finish. We only have two more topics to go. So again, thanks. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to follow Teacher Fabian. He's giving us all today, sorry, some ESL experience. So Teacher Fabian, uh, we still have uh, some output to talk about, and it's writing. So what are your tips? Can you give us some tips uh, to improve writing? Uh, in yeah. Go on. You can walk. Sure. Sure. Well, I think writing of all the skills is the one that um, is the one we have more tools. Um, Let me rephrase that. When it comes to writing, I think we have more tools than than we do with listening or speaking. Uh, And right now uh, we have uh, Google Translate and now this AI like ChatGPT3 and all of this technology is really giving us a chance not to cheat, you know, not to not to lie to ourselves like we write very well. No, we we should use all of these tools as as teachers. So uh, right now we can just try to write something and ask these tools, hey, man, correct me. You know, is this too informal? Is this formal? Is this in the right tense? You can write in English or in Spanish, directly in English, directly in Spanish. So my 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 number one advice right now is use this technology that we have to make us better writers. Um, in the past, again, when I wanted to write something, it was difficult to find someone you know, to, 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 to look, to, uh, to go over it and say, Hey, look, Fabian, this is not the tense that, uh, abbreviation is not possible. You cannot write these two here, or don't forget the third person. This is not in past. This is right now you have all the tools. And I am sure that if you learn to use these tools, they can give you, uh, some, some very accurate feedback and they will tell you, uh, make up a story. 
even if it's the simplest story, it all depends on your English level. If it's if you're a basic student, write a routine, you know, write a routine. Okay, what does my family do every morning? Okay, so my wife would gets up around 7 a.m. and she takes a shower, then she has breakfast and leaves for work. What about my son? He and then if you're an intermediate student, try to write something more challenging. Like for example, um, I don't know, uh, what happens when computers get old? Yeah, when computers get old, they start to get slow and I need the, the, the batteries don't last and they need to uh, plug it in the whole time and, and you start to write something more challenging. The same goes to advanced you know, students. Why don't you, there are many IELTS topics or TOEFL topics that you can choose from. Choose one of these topics that have to do with society and um, what people should do or shouldn't do, free education, uh, I don't know, uh, um, languages, transportation in big cities. There are thousands of topics that you can find online. Choose one of these topics, follow um, the description there, like write between 200 and 300 words and, and write it, write it, take your time, try to, 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 to give your best and then insert these writings into one of these tools that we have right now and ask it to correct it. It will give you feedback. You might not be able to understand 100% of the feedback because they tend to be too technical, you know, like for teachers. Yeah. yeah. But something you will, you will realize that, oh, okay, at least one or two things and that will make you better. That will make you better. So as the only way of getting better at listening is by exposing yourself to a lot of audio. The best way of speaking is by trying to speak, even if it's by yourself, the same happens with writing. We need to take the risk of writing something. Write it, and like I, like I said before, if you write it and you use one of these tools, you can get that feedback, and that feedback is, um, is the best that can happen to you because you're going to learn from it. But you don't have to write 200 words, not just write ideas. Um, I think I, I shared a post, I think it was two days ago, and uh, it's something that I started to do 28 years ago when I started learning English, and it's something that I do to this day. Every time I'm surrounded my, by my family, like, the whole time. And whenever they say something, I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking, how would you say that in English? How would you say that in English? Yes, the one that says curiosity. Uh-huh. Exactly. Is it the, the one on the top? It says curiosity. <clears throat> the one on the right. Exactly. Oh, that one. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, man, it doesn't, it started 28 years ago and it hasn't stopped. So one of my kids, you know, they will say something like, uh, uh, okay, so I start thinking, how would you say that in English, you know? Eh, Nicolas, ponga la mesa. So immediately I, ponga me, is that, is that put? Oh, no, no, it's set, you know? And I keep thinking, I keep thinking because I need to keep my brain active. And it's something that I started doing, like I said, when I started to learn English and it has given me great results because it keeps me active. Uh, about speaking, 
you know, that speaking and writing are, are ways to produce the language, you know? Yeah, the output, the, the, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And the only way, it's a, it's a more active approach. It's more active. 100%, than, yeah. The, exactly, than reading or listening. So the only way is by, if you need to say it, say it to yourself, man. It doesn't matter. Sometimes, like, they ask me, like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, how was I speaking? I, <laughs> I didn't know I was talking alone, you know? And the same happens with writing. With writing, if you want to write about something that like, for example, uh, right in front of my apartment here, I have a a very nice view of a very congested avenue. I see a lot of things that happen. I see car accidents, uh, sometimes fights, sometimes uh, it uh, it gets flooded. A lot of things happen. So if I'm in English mode, a normal day in Bogota. I, I suppose, yeah. Exactly, it's a normal day in a large city. So if I am in English mode, this is going to be. Oh, oh, I'm always thinking. How would you say? I don't know. Say nundo la calle or things like that. So I'm always thinking, you know. And and sometimes, or and many times, I find like, oh my god, I had never wondered how you say i don't know uh something that is not very usual but then when i learn it and i read or i watch or i listen to something boom i will find it and it will stick with me because i'm connected to the language a hundred percent that's a really good and important tip very good very useful okay fabian we're coming to the end now and uh more and more people are turning to online learners these days especially after covid19 how has your experience been with teaching english online and what are the unique challenges and rewards of these teaching formats what can you tell us according to your experience i know you are a well-experienced teacher You used to be a face-to-face teacher, unlike me, that I, I started teaching uh, on year 2010. And I started teaching face-to-face, but I also went online before the pandemic. So I, I became an online teacher since 2012. And then after the pandemic, I, I became even more online and I stopped teaching face-to-face because I work as a social worker, as a social care worker here in Ireland. So All right. your experience being and, and what can you tell us about this journey to online teaching and online learning as well? Well, it's it's been a it's been a whole new road. Uh, yes, I learned English face to face and I started teaching and I became a teacher, you know, face to face, like in-person education. And um, it was very important to have this um, face-to-face approach because uh, especially as a teacher, if you don't want to use uh, your native language, in our case, Spanish, in the teaching process, you know, gestures play a very important role. Uh, So students can make a direct connection between what they're listening to and what they're seeing. So if you're, you're, we as teachers, we are always using our hands, using our face, exaggerating movements, so students can learn things directly in English. Um, but you know the the, pand- the pandemic happened, and things changed. I used to go to uh, companies basically, uh, mainly, but uh, before I work with universities and I work with schools. 
and everything was conducted in person. But uh, I couldn't go to places anymore. So my wife, she was the one who uh, motivated me to start my virtual activities. And then one day she said, well, we have to post something. And to be honest, I was not much of an Instagram guy or I was kind of a YouTube kind of guy. You know, I, I loved YouTube and, and with tutorials and sports and technology and languages. But then uh, my wife, like I said before, she created like she she did uh, pretty much all, all the all the all the work that you have seen on Instagram. She's a designer and uh, she motivated me to start uh, sharing uh valuable useful tips that people could apply to their everyday life in terms of english um uh, i was uh reluctant like to 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 believe that people would could use that but to my surprise you know people started um giving me very very positive feedback very positive feedback Tell me, hey man, you explain very, you know, very simply. Everything is concrete. Everything is to the point. You don't, you don't use a lot of technical vocabulary. So this is like, uh, oh my God, you need this kind of feedback sometimes because we don't know what we're doing right or what we are yes. probably doing wrong. So this, you know, this feedback is like a, it's a treasure, man. They, they're telling you uh, what you are best at. And they can help you shape your profile. You know, sometimes we do things yeah. like, uh -huh, like on automatic mode. But this feedback was amazing. I really thank every single one of them because it has been really, really useful, very motivating to keep going. And this is what this becomes. You know, this becomes a, a very, a very active relationship. Even though I don't know them like face to face, uh, this has become a very a very active uh, relationship and i'm learning I'm, I'm i'm learning you know what to post what not to post how to post it so people can understand it very quickly and that's that has been the challenge we as teachers we we tend to talk you know um, yeah. a lot yes for a long time so here we need to learn to mince our words like this is we we got a minute so it becomes a challenge like in one minute i need to tell them what i have to tell them very clear examples very clear situations and when people receive that and you don't see like hey, i'm sorry i don't understand isn't it like this no no you get just very positive feedback you know you're doing a good job so it's a it's a road that uh, i'm just beginning to explore because it's been less than a year i think uh, and people have responded very positively, so I'm very, uh, I'm very glad. And I'm, I like doing this. You know, we do this because we like it. Obviously, because uh, at some point it will become money, whatever. But it's a, it's, it's a very good um, new beginning. You know, it's a very good new beginning. Something that I had never thought of doing. It had never crossed my mind to use like Instagram. Or lately, I, I, I opened my TikTok account um seeing what happened because I, i'm just beginning to understand it every platform has a different language has a different you know different audience all, but they all want us there they all they all <laughs> want us stuck to them like youtube has just brought up the spotify the, the podcast so yeah, they want to take they want to take over spotify 
So YouTube I, has YouTube has brought up everything. Now you can find everything on YouTube. Like you yeah. can, YouTube wants to replace Twitter because they have brought up the surveys, mm -hmm. but they also want to replace Facebook because they have brought up the posts. <laughs> and everything is on YouTube now. Stories, everything. It's it's yeah. unbelievable. Like they just want to drain your time. So yeah, that's 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 a day of a of a content creator. 100% so have you have you seen have you liked like the challenge and, and what what rewards can you mention besides the one about the feedback just to wrap up the idea and to close um we just came to the end so what what rewards can you of mention? course of course you uh, know as a, yes of course as um as a businessman because you know you you you're a teacher but in, in this virtuality you tend to become or to think as a businessman. Uh, all of these uh, comments, all of these formats that are new to you, help you understand that as a teacher, you have better opportunities and more potential once you have defined uh, a few aspects of uh, you as a teacher. So. Uh, Hernan is probably a great teacher. Fabian is probably a good teacher, but maybe he's better at something and I am better at something. It's hard to say if we don't get this feedback, you know? So maybe some teachers are great at teaching kids, you know? Some other teachers are great at teaching executives. Other teachers are great at, at teaching teenagers or adults or uh, business English, everything. So this, this this feedback really begins to shape something that you didn't something that you didn't know, and something that you 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 cannot ask anybody. Like, what do you think I am best at? If you ask this to some, you know, to, if you ask people about this, people won't know what to say. Like, I don't know, Fabian. I like the way you teach, but I don't know exactly what it is. But little by little, they begin to shape what your strengths are probably not your weaknesses or probably a little bit and this begins to mix you a, a more focused teacher so i say yes you know what i think i should focus on this man even though i like doing this i think i should focus focus on this because this is what people are thanking me for this is what what people are appreciating this is what people have found uh, most valuable on the one hand on the other hand it keeps us growing as people you know, because uh, by this virtuality, I have had the chance to uh, expand my audience. So before the pandemic, uh, all of my students were based in Bogota, right? The pandemic uh, was over. I started this virtuality process. People from, from Australia, from Spain, from Mexico, from Peru, uh, and mainly from the United States have contacted me because they want to start a program with me because they, they need advice or, you know, different kinds of programs, maybe international tests, maybe one-on-ones, maybe group sessions, a, a lot of different requests. And um, by starting to do this, I have been informed of what's going on in the world man something you something you never imagined no right? man no, they no no, no. no, yeah. no they, they 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 share very valuable things with me about 
uh, what people, you know, the way people behave in the Netherlands, people who live in the Netherlands, like the details of every day and their beautiful uh, by, uh, bikeways and, and how cold people are and things like that. The same in, you know, people who live in Australia. Uh, all of this is, is part of our, this, this gives us as teachers, this gives us life because yeah, we, we get, 100%. we, you know, we get to hear anecdotes uh, about cultures, about food, about prices. So it gives us a very nice perspective of the world. I think this is also very valuable as people. A hundred percent. Yes, yes. Same here. I, I when, when, when I was teaching English in Colombia, I was only teaching in Pereira, obviously. I was doing some online lessons <sighs> and, and everything. But within Pereira, you know, like someone might, might have contacted me from from far away so i we just decided to have the lesson through zoom or through skype or whatever but we were both in the same city whereas now i'm in ireland and i have students from mexico from chile from peru from Argentina. that's beautiful man it, it yeah. is just crazy and beautiful at the same time all right um thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights and tips with us today fabian it's been a pleasure having you on the show the so pleasure is mine man we hope you found this discussion helpful and enlightening. Remember, practice makes perfect. And as always, remember to like and subscribe. And obviously, we'll see you on the following episode next Friday with our new guest. Fabian, if you want to want to give them a, the last few words before we close up, for me, that's it. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And your, the mic is yours again, Fabian. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think people like you or me, uh, there are many more, more people out there that can be really, really useful, really helpful. So uh, take advantage of our tips. Take advantage of what we are giving you. Uh, we do it with our heart. We do it very gladly. So put this to practice. Uh, don't give up. Find what's motivating and use all the tools that you have on hand right now that's that's the advice i can i can give you and well thank you thank you for for following us thank you for you know making this happen it's thanks to you that we are here so thanks a lot yeah 100 percent. that's true that's true we thank i thank them every day i have an online course every day a basic course it, it's a streaming it's a live stream course and, and that's it if it wasn't for them then we wouldn't have anything to do online so thanks again guys thanks fabian and we'll see you in you're the very next welcome episode. all right it's been a pleasure bye-bye sir